0: Everybody. this is Matt Hartman with the Race Nerd Podcast, right here on CKCC Radio. Check us out wherever you find all your podcasting shows that you listen to, whether it's here on Podbean, iTunes, now iHeartRadio, Google, anywhere. Anyway, we got like 10 different shows for you. 10! The same number as Ricky Brothers, uh Tide Ride there. 10! Also, you, you know, you go find them on Facebook and all their social medias. You can not only check out everything that you need to know about those 10 shows, you can also find the artwork of Brian Beinman and the cosplay of Heather Quinn. It's definitely a check out. Like and subscribe to the podcasts. Uh, Check out their Facebook page. Like on that. Their Twitch. Their YouTube. I know Dan Peck's doing some kick-ass shit over there on those. Streaming some games. So. Anyway, we've got... A smorgasbord of racing that all jammed into one weekend. It's just like how much stuffing can you fit in a turkey? We had Pocono. Alright. Five races, two days. Six, if you really want to think. Well, five. I don't know why I was counting six. First we had the ARCA race. Then truck Reese is supposed to be another day well, on Saturday. That got moved, but we'll talk all about that. Get some first-hand accounts, first-hand accounts this week from the ARCA race from a dear friend of the show and my personal best one of my personal best friends. I say my personal best friend, then shit gets jealous. So, uh, one of my closest friends, longtime friends, uh, had some had some really cool stories from behind the war wagon. Actually, that I think that's what we're gonna name this episode: behind the war wagon. Um, so we got some bows. Got we got some cup races and. We had some cup history over the uh, weekend, some cup history, some NASCAR history, obviously, with this weekend, (laughs) and all that. Um, I am here. I am in the mobile studio. Crib notes on this show be damned. I am going to do it for you anyway. Forget and Nights nice being all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I am all jacked up on coffee. All jacked up, and I should be all jacked up on Death Wish Coffee. Maybe I can get them to plug the show. Give me some, I don't care, give me some free Death Wish Coffee swag. I've already got a Death Wish Coffee sticker right on my toolbox. Got a Death Wish Coffee can koozie. Uh with Ty Dillon on it. Come on, John Hunter is now driving for him. I, I want some I want some free John Hunter death wish coffee shit. Alright. Anyway. Uh we got some news to talk about. And and it, thankfully it's uh Yeah, well it's not the obvious story that's been going on and on and on. I think we finally have moved past this with um, NASCAR's, with Steve Phelps' statement last week about um, Talladega and Bubba Wallace and the FBI. Um, we've, we've moved past that, um, so I'd rather not keep dwelling on that. But we do have some other news, um, some of it not so. It's not so good, but at the same time, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's out there, so I have to uh, mention it. Um, First off, I don't believe I covered it in last week's episode, but it's been a blur since then and now, you can tell I'm in the mobile studio, and it's sprinkling out, and it is the hell out of me, so every once in a while I to keep turning on the wipers. And the wiper blades suck. They really do suck. Um, I'll have to replace them when I get paid, get some real ones, get some, slap some Raynex on them. Uh, anyway, um, first bit of news I did not, I don't believe I talked about uh, Dale Jarrett down with COVID, with the coronavirus, um, this came out right around, with me mentioned right after the whole thing vote or whatever, um, I don't remember my timelines, I'll screw it with, every, with all these different little things, but anyway, uh, he had come down, he believes he contacted, come into contact with the virus um, at the supermarket, and um, had self-quarantined, had actually uh, started to self-quarantine before the, before he even had results in the test, um, so he is on the mend. He is actually out of quarantine now, this was two, three weeks ago that he had a but uh, it, it, it's real, folks. Um, a, a number of teams have had a crew member, whatnot, um, get it. I know Stuart Haas has had uh, uh, two of their employees get it. Uh, I believe there's been another couple that have. Um, and all these stories um, that you're hearing, that that you're hearing a lot of recoveries, so that's that's a positive, and it's not just happening in racing. I mean, right now, um, everywhere from the from hospitals and whatnot to even the WWE um, are, are dealing with this. Employees uh, getting God. Renee Young, the Canadian treasure herself, has uh, contracted COVID 19. Um, she's said to be recovering at home um, with her husband, uh, the one and only John. Don't call me Ambrose Moxley, um, the AEW World Champion. Uh, I'll be remiss. I don't remind people that, um, but you know the the COVID is a serious thing, and you know thankfully DJ is able to recover. And thankfully NASCAR has these protocols in place to keep it from spreading like wildfire. Um, now, if we can only get the the general public to not only agree on this, but to like make sure that it doesn't spread. Uh, as it's spreading and re-spreading in certain parts of the country like wildfire um, yeah so uh, DJ like I said is has actually recovered from it so uh, still I, I'll still send out good thoughts and prayers and hopefully you do too um, because DJ's a hell of a great ambassador for the sport. So is his father, Ned Jarrett. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, this story broke last week. As if like it's bad publicity for NASCAR doesn't doesn't uh, take a break. Uh, Theodore Brown, who up until recently was a, the crew chief over at Mike Harmon Racing uh, has been indefinitely suspended by NASCAR um, due to an arrest. Um, you're asking, well, indefinitely by NASCAR. What is this arrest? Well, this arrest, uh, Mr. Brown, um, was arrested on habitual domestic Assault. Um, well, okay. Um, I know we've talked on a lot of, you know, a lot of shit lately. That's been pretty serious. Um, but this, you know, there is no room for it in the sport. Um, this man has been arrested in the past. uh And even his ex-wife come out, you know, because she was one of the previous assaults that he had been arrested for. Um, He had gone, he did all these uh, things for the courts, like um, basically anger management and uh, probation and all if you keep committing the same crimes, especially one as heinous as this... The, the, if any other business, you'd lose your job. Um, I think NASCAR did the right thing suspending him. I know they call it a lot of shit when, um, when Kurt Bush was accused of uh, domestic violence. They suspended him immediately without having all the facts. Uh, obviously, he was reinstated, I believe it was three races later. Um, because the court the case uh, didn't go anywhere. Uh, and uh, unlike that situation, situation here with, um, with, uh, Mr. Brown there, uh, this, this has been noted and documented, um, I, I fully expect, I fully expect, um, especially if, you know, when he is arraigned and if, when he's found guilty, um, I expect his hard part. to. For quite a long time, if not permanent, I think that's the message NASCAR needs to send that this is not going to be tolerated uh, at all in our sport. Um, you have other sports that are coming you know, uh, with with the same that have had the same issues. I mean, we've seen it with football, we've seen it with baseball, uh, hockey. Never seen it with ping pong, but. That again. Name 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 one famous ping pong player besides Forrest Gump. I'll wait. Okay. Anyway, so they, they need to really set this, um... set a precedent for this. And, you know, you were talking about a permanent, lifelong ban for, um if it had been done intentionally. I I think this deserves a lifetime ban as well. Uh, If not, usually owners and teams release themselves, and I assume this man would not would be a pariah in the garage. So, uh, let's bet on that. Um, Another person in the garage who is making the rounds with the police for all the wrong reasons is former IndyCar driver and up until recently, well, most recently, uh, the IMSA series, Anna Beatrice is under investigation in her home country of, I forget whether she was Brazil or. Hill or Venezuela, I forget, I'm Trying a blank. I apologize, guys. But anyway, her, she's under investigation for fraud and embezzlement. Um, how does a car driver get loving uh, with these huge, huge, um, these huge, huge, huge um, accusations uh, well, start off with her husband and her father-in-law run a lot of the hospitals in the, in the country of where, where they live and um, had been bilking billions of dollars out of taxpayer money for these hospitals uh, with fake accounts, shell accounts things of the such and uh... so anyway um, her husband an investigation in, Oh, I keep wanting to say Argentina not Argentina, Brazil, but I'm... uh, Anyway, um, they they investigated them, found out they were bilking out billions. And um, her husband and her father-in-law were both arrested um, on these charges. Beatrice has been linked um, due to a shell company set up under her name, uh, had been linked to it. Um, it's unknown right now, um, from the initial reading that, uh, whether she played any part in this, uh, Beatrice, who is actually not currently racing, uh, due to a pregnancy, you know, is, is still under investigation but no charges have been filed as yet. Uh, What is it with uh, bilking and all that? You know, it seems to be white collar crimes for the most part with a lot of these teams and team owners. Um, Just take a look at DC Solar, for example, uh, or anything involving JD Stacy. Or L.W. Wright, Music City Motor... Uh, Music City Racing. Um, I'll have to go over that story. That's a fun story. Um, in a later podcast. Or maybe I'll save that one for the Patreon show. And for those of you who don't know, we got one Patreon show up. I'm trying to get, uh, our... The second half of that show. Trying to clean up some of the audio in that... Uh, um, but I just really haven't had the time, uh, to really sit down and completely go over that whole episode. But that, that's going to be a humdinger once that posts on the Patreon page. Um, so if you want to donate money over at patreon.com slash, slash, I think it's, uh, just search for CKCC Radio on Patreon and you'll be able to find it got some cool tiers and they got some cool stuff, um, that you can check out, uh, depending on how deep you want to go, I mean, hell, you can have your own podcast if you donate uh, a certain amount of months to CKCC radio, it's a cool deal, dude, it's worth it, anyway, um, another bit of news, um, Due to the whole COVID uh, pandemic going around, um, NASCAR has decided to cancel their uh, Cup Series banquet in Nashville. List uh, 2019 was the first year that they have held it in Nashville. Um, this year, just due to the uncertainty of the times, they will not be holding it. I figured they're going to do something at the track for the champion or do some kind of awards thing um, at Phoenix this year. Um, Where we're to still go? Um, they haven't ironed out the plans for any of the top three series on what they will do um, in terms of rewards. And my keys are really starting to annoy me because they are bouncing around, jumping me in the leg the joys of the mobile studio, folks. Anyway, uh, another bit of news that is not a downer. Not a downer at all. This news had me hyped. Um, This weekend, we have Indy doing the Indy big triple header that only um, the doo-doo Covid nineteen, we we get we get this, um, and it is uh, IndyCar doing the Grand Prix of Indy on that same day. We have the Xfinity race held on the road course, and then on Sunday we have the Brickyard Four Hundred. So, IndyCar teams and NASCAR teams will all be in um, on 16th in Georgetown out there in Speedway, Indiana. Yes, the town is actually called Speedway, Indiana. And yes, I have been on the corner of 16th and Georgetown. Uh, Anyway, one driver who may be staying an extra day for a rookie test in the IndyCars is none other than mister Seventynum himself, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Johnson, who had a who had a um, had a, uh, drawn a blank here. He was supposed to have a uh, IndyCar test at um, Barber Motorsports Park. Or, yeah, Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, In March, I believe it was? Anyway, um, COVID's like, nope, you're not doing that. So, he will be testing this weekend at Indy in the in the road course um, for none other than Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, why not? If you're going to test, you might as well test with one of the best teams out there. Um, and Chip, who is a longtime owner in both the NASCAR and IndyCar series, I think is like the perfect guy to bridge that gap um, for Jimmy. And this is something that I know Jimmy has said he's wanted to do. He's wanted to run some Indy cars after he retires full time from Cup, Um, and I, I, think this is a great place. You know, you're never going to forget your first test. Uh, so I with, you know, I have, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, um, because so often we see Indy car uh, indie style drivers, open wheel guys, um, move over to NASCAR um, because that's where the money is, um, you know, and that's 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 like the household thing here in the U.S. But to see an Indy or a uh, NASCAR guy cross over the other way, I mean that, that's unheard of. I, I I can't think of the last time I I recall maybe. Going back to the 70s with the Allisons and Cale Yarborough um, attempting those Indy 500s. I can't really, I'm just drawing a blank on the last time a actual NASCAR stock car guy has attempted that. And I mean, going back to last week's question about uh, Junior Johnson. Junior Johnson was one of the first guys to do it. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Marshall Teague. Uh, I believe Fireball Roberts was set to attempt it and unfortunately never... it never came to fruition due to his um, his untimely death. Uh, so, I mean, you certainly have all that. And I think it's really cool. It's, you know, Jimmy wants to go out and try. I know he had a had a had a fitting over at um, over at the McLaren Schmidt uh, Motorsports team so I think you know there's definitely feelers out in the garage there's definitely people who would want seven time there and, and, I, and I think this is good for them you know like I said many many drivers have gone the other way um, Most notably, within the past maybe 20 years, the three most notable names that have done it have been uh, Danica Patrick, you know, who you could joke about in her NASCAR career, but she does have a win at Indy. Oh, well, not at Indy, but in the IndyCar series. Uh, It was a a fuel race in Japan, but still, um, she she always ran well at Indy. Probably could have won it, with a little different strategy a couple of times. Uh, Tony Stewart, obviously, who is the second ever um, Indy Racing League uh, champion. Um, And I'd come so close to winning uh, over in, um, over at the Yard of Bricks Um, granted he would later on do it in the Brickyard 400 many times, but it just was never able to do it in the 500 and unfortunately, I think due to COVID kind of, kind of shut down the idea of Tony running the 500, um, although there was a lot of chatter, it just never really came to fruition, um, anything serious. And another one, the 2007, or 2005, the um, multi-time IndyCar Series champion and Indianapolis 500 winner, Sam Hornish Jr., who, uh, while his cup stats really weren't that great, he did finish runner-up in the Xfinity Series, um, ran really well in the Xfinity before... um, Quietly fading out of the rat- NASCAR scene uh, to spend more time with family. But to do it the other way, it's just something. Anyway, um, that reminds me of a question. Oh, I take it back? I do know. And this is a part of the question. This was actually asked on Sunday's race. I'm spending too much time in the news. I'm going to try to tie it all back here with this question. Um, during the race, they asked who, prior to Garrett Smithley starting this past weekend, who was the last Pennsylvania-born driver to a race in at Pocono? I know a lot of people were thinking Jimmy Spencer. Um... But the answer is a man who started his career in IMSA, then went to IndyCars, and I believe, yeah, I, I say he ran pretty damn well in IndyCars before transitioning to NASCAR and having a long NASCAR career. Uh, Was the late John Andretti. Uh, so. John is actually the last one I could think of, and the question is what actually reminded me that hey, John did it um, after the after the Allisons and the Arboros. and all. So now we get to talk about the racing. All right. So this weekend we had history. We had the first ever. Not only doubleheader cup races on back-to-back days at the same track in the history of NASCAR, we also had the first time NASCAR's run all three series on the same day. Uh, So that's pretty impressive, and that was on Sunday. As Saturday, we had the ARCA race, Rains pushed Back the truck race to Sunday morning, and the skies are cleared just to allow the allow for the um, the Cup race Saturday afternoon. So, going through this real quick, we had on Saturday Ty Gibbs win the. The ARCA race, and although he is the grandson of team owner of his team owner, the uh, the coach Joe Gibbs, Ty is showing a lot of talent, a lot of talent, more talent than um, let's say his Xfinity uh, counterpart and teammate Riley Herbst. Um, I think I think Ty. Is definitely got the um, the talent that um, Joe's sons really didn't get to show. Um, Coy and the late J.D., um, who were both racing quite a bit in the late '90s um, before settling into their their administrative positions at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, trucks got rained out. Kevin Harvick picks up his first ever win at the Tricky Triangle and um, moves him to 51st place, 12th all-time on the win list. Um, And it was also his fourth, third win of the season, uh, which on Saturday tied him for the most. Spoiler alert, he won't be tied by the end of the weekend. So, the trucks as I was saying um, trucks raced Saturday and, or were scheduled to race Saturday I got a phone call uh, I got a text message or a messenger message the other day it is near and dear friend of the show one of my best friends Ed Ballow who has been long time in contact with Norm Benning and uh, Norm's partner, uh, Linda. Um, They'd they'd known each other. Um, Ed was scheduled to be a guest to them last year at Pocono, but Rain's kind of put a, uh, put a kibosh to that. Uh, He was a guest of theirs at Eldora. Well, Ed due to the coronavirus, was not able to see the truck race until they offered him a job as a pit crew member. Ed is a lifelong fan, and one of his dreams is to be part of a pit crew. Not so much race, but be part of a pit crew. Um, Saturday, he went, you know, he did his did all the necessary stuff to get in. They already had his stuff for his credentials, um, and he was able to go get in. Unfortunately, the rains passed, um, but he was able to be as part of the pit crew on Saturday, you know, got to experience the, um, he was kind of he was kind of the gopher, go for tires, go for, um, Go for gas. Do all that kind of stuff on he was on the radio with Norm during the race. And um he got to help out with pit stops. Now this now Norm's team um is a is a all volunteer pit crew. Um, Norm does all the work for the truck himself and it truly is has the independent spirit of the of the racers of long past um and, and is certainly one of the guys that when you see him do good in the sport uh you can't help but cheer um and this this was a really really cool moment for Ed and, and a really cool moment for I because I I know how well Ed loves this I have to get I have to get him on the show one of these days and um we've got a whole hell of a lot of racing stories. Um, not, he told me some of the stories for the for the track. Um, you know, some which may not make it to air, um, involving him uh, in the team at both Pocono and Eldora. There was some funny ones, but we've had quite a number of experiences um, going to races in seeing seeing racing, seeing history. Um, I mean, we were there at the very first Eldora race. We were there when Rockingham reopened um, for the first truck series race there. Um, many, many a Pocono. Uh, you know, you name it. Uh, Bristol. We are there to see both Daryl and DW's last races at Bristol, but to see to see him do this, this was awesome. Um, props to you, bro. On it. Um, but getting to the actual truck race itself, um, our man Norm started in the back, and um, he actually started. Pretty much next to shotgun on the field, as uh, he was out back with Parker Kligerman, who was making a um, a uh, one-off start. Uh, Parker, who has been busy with um, the television side, um, races from time to time. I know he was doing a lot of i racing uh, during all that. Very big into the i racing. But I come to find out something very interesting this weekend, and that is Parker Kligerman has a has a a ritual right before getting into the car. And that is as as the NASCAR officials tell the drivers, you know, and teams how long they have before uh, the invocation and the Drivers have to be at their vehicles. Um, Parker waits to the last minute, runs to the portage on just before the invocation, and uh, does his business right before the invocation and in getting in the car. Um, he had told me that, witnessed that, and he thought it was kind of funny. And he goes, he had told me that story. Um, I'm going to have to have him tell the story whenever he's able to get on here. And uh, we will... Um, it, it's funny. It, it's it's truly funny. But I, I thought that was one of those, those little funny things nobody ever really thinks about um, before they... When they think of drivers and racing. Um, so that... That answers the questions, well, we've all heard what they do uh, when they're racing and they gotta go. But what do they do right before they strap in? Well, that apparently. Uh, so, Sunday morning, we have the truck race. Our buddy Norm starts all the way in the back and um, is able to Eke out a respectable finish, uh, as one Pocono is his home track, and two, you know, he needed to be to finish above a certain place to um, to advance in the points. Um, as he's one of those lower lower points teams that you know they need all the points they can get to get into you know the the provisions and whatnot. Uh, so, uh, he did have a little help and within that first segment there. You know, it was a wreck-a-palooza. saw Matt Crafton and um, Cody R- Rudabaugh taken out before the first lap was even completed. Raphael Lasard and Austin Wayne Self were taken out. Um, it, it, was, it was a wreck-a-palooza. Uh, Christian Eckis who... Um, who had a stout truck all day. Uh, he gets taken out. Um, a, lot, a lot of crashes early on, uh, but at the end of the day, it was uh, Ekes' teammate, Brandon Jones, driving the KBM 51 Toyota, uh, that picks up the win. Now, Jones isn't done racing for the weekend. He can't rest on his laurels with a truck series win, because. Shortly after that, with a very, very very quick turnaround, was the Xfinity Series race uh, that Jones was in. And what would you guess? He wrecks not even five laps in. Um, So does all that. Um, Chase Briscoe picked up his fourth win of the season, bumping and banging with Ross Chastain. In the final couple laps, in a race that saw a lot of um, a lot of drivers that you normally would not suspect at the um, at the top of the field with 15 to go, um, pit strategy certainly played a part. Um, and Briscoe is now halfway to his goal of eight wins. Um, on on the season, so that that's pretty cool. Um, he is definitely the guy to beat in the Xfinity Series uh, this season. Then we move on with another short turnaround, the Cup Series. Uh, thankfully, they weren't all wrecking and smashing <coughs> uh, early on in the race as the last two events but um, this one sees Denny Hamlin, who is the all-time current wins leader at Pocono Speedway um, pick up his 41st career win in his sixth ever at um, the Tricky Triangle. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, Hamlin I I think is having the strongest season of his career and it's really good to see. Um, Interesting note on Hamlin, with his 41st win, he becomes, he passes Mark Martin, who everybody says is the, the best driver, winningest driver never to win um, the Cup Series title. Um, I think he still has nine more wins to go to really hold claim to that as Junior Johnson, the late Junior Johnson, sitting with 50 wins in no titles. uh, He won a smorgasbord of them as a Cup owner, uh, five of them, and definitely... I, I, regardless of whether you want to use uh, Junior Johnson as a um, as the flag bearer for um, all time winningest driver without a Cup title, or whether you want to look at Mark Martin who um, has done it all in the modern era and come so close and never clinched it. Um, You got it. You got to give credit to to Denny, and I think just that number right now kind of puts Denny at um in, in definitely in the talk for the Hall of Fame, um, as if he already wasn't. Um, prior to this season, you know he, you know he was kind of one of those maybes, but I think with his third Daytona five hundred win and you know this, uh, benchmark of 41 wins. Uh, he's definitely in that talk, you know, whether he'll be a first ballot hall of famer or not. Uh, you know, it's a question for another time, but I, I certainly think, and, and I'm certainly by far not a Denny Hamlin fan. I am not a Denny Hamlin fan one bit. Never. I never really cared for him. Uh, Going back to 2008 at Charlotte uh, during the the Xfinity races exploits uh, late in that race involving Brad Keselowski and um, Junior Motorsports, um, but I definitely think that Denny Hamlin is obviously a a, a Hall of Fame nominee and deservedly so so anyway we already talked about that moving on to um to indy this weekend uh then kentucky the next weekend i believe uh so you know keep your eyes out i i think i think this weekend's gonna be really exciting with indy um I think moving the Xfinity race to the road course, uh, the same road course that the IndyCar guys will be using, is going to be a a big hit. Um, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And um, Anyway, we will, we will um, see, you know, hopefully we'll have some good news coming out of um, out of Indy next week. Um, and, and I'm really excited, really, really am excited for uh, uh, what's, what's happening out there in Speedway, Indiana. And I mean, it's only a matter of time, only about another month or two before we get um, the 104th Indianapolis 500. Um, little delayed, but at least we're having it this year. And it's gonna be, I think, Fifty percent capacity is what they're talking about, barring any uh, flare-ups, and and I really I really hope because I, I think that this year is going to be a really great show uh, with with these guys, and and I know, and and I certainly want it to be successful, not just for IndyCar, not just for the drivers, but for Roger Penske, who um, his heart and soul is racing. And is IndyCar racing. Um, you know, so far, fu- so much as buying the series and buying the track um, to make sure that it stayed successful. Um, I know he's been dealt with a lot of hard hits over this. So anyway, I am out of stuff to talk about. Like I said, uh, like and subscribe to. CKCC Radio on all your podcasting platforms if you haven't already done that. Uh, you can find some really great shows um, like the Club Café Wrestle Talk uh, with um, CKCC Radio founders Dan Peck and Chris O'Malley. Um, Chris has got a couple of other shows on there like The Stupid Sexy Podcast and Chris Ranks the Universe, which are awesome shows, a ton of fun. Um, and then you got the J Bunnies Music Hub and Ranking Tracks with um, Jason Shin. Well, not Jason Shin, Jason Shin's J Bunnies Music Hub. I apologize, Jason Shin. And I apologize, Jeff Trelowitz, host of Ranking Tracks. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot out there A lot of different stuff. I I know they got some new stuff that is in the works that I can't really name drop right now, but it's definitely worth it. Um, Anyway, I didn't do a pop quiz. I'll give you guys one, and I'll I'll give you a week to really think about it. Nah, whom I can? I can't do that. I can't leave you in suspense for so long. But anyway, I'm Matt Hardman and I will see you at the track.